This is the Scum and Snake Fantasy Football Show about the LV Dynasty Fantasy Football League that we are all in. We're back. We're living on borrowed time, living on our prayer, living on the whatever else, Snake. Sorry about yesterday. That was my fault. That's show business, baby. You know, we had an absolute diamond on our hands. It was a banger. Uh, got lost in the uh in the in the world in the ether but that's all right we uh we soldier on we are here for wednesday and uh let us not dwell on things of the past we're moving on big one today though because we're cramming together tuesday reviews day and waiver tanker rank wednesday so let's just get into it Uh, but first a nonsense minute question for you sneak so it's October. It's the month of spoopiness. I don't know if you've seen this trailer, but it's for an upcoming horror kind of movie called Mathrigan or Megan with a three instead of an E. What? I've yeah. never even heard of that. And it's it's about a a scientist who has to take in her her niece after the girl little girl's parents die. Right. This scientist is also working on a doll that's a like an android or not an android a robot but okay. a, with artificial intelligence that like learns about the kids and tries to help them through trauma or whatever she's like oh wait this is perfect for my niece obviously a bad setup so basically it's like a chucky scenario right just modern modern and, chucky scenario all right and then but it goes off the rails there's this crazy part in the trailer that's pretty hilarious if you guys want to watch it but my question to you sneak after that long buildup is what is the least scary thing that they've tried to make scary in a movie? So, oh gosh, a Chucky doll or an Annabelle doll—that's an option. Um, leprechauns, like in the the Leprechaun series of movies, you know, uh, uh-huh. like a like a like a violent little <sighs> troll thing. Um, there's what else have they tried to do? I had other ones. They try to make gremlins kind of scary. <laughs> um, mm. Oh, well, I always, and I've never seen the movie. So all of you Stephen Kingers out there can uh, jump on my head, but freaking Cujo. Is this just like a demon possessed dog? It is just a demon possessed dog. I mean, That's sure. A- dogs can be scary if they're like a freaking pit bull that wants to like eat you. But like, for some reason, a demon possessed dog doesn't scare me. I like that. That's a good answer. That reminds me of another Stephen King one. So we'll go with uh, Christine by Stephen King, a haunted car. Cars aren't scary. Yeah, (laughs) dude, I'm so with you on that. A haunted car. Like what's that going to do? Like if you're in, if I guess if you don't know it's haunted and you get in a haunted car to go for a drive and it's like, I just want to wreck and kill this person, then you're screwed and that's scary and sucks. But if you know at all that it's haunted, you just don't get in that rig. Yeah. Just take the keys out. And slash tires. Yeah. I was so, originally gonna say I was originally gonna say crows from the movie Birds or whatever. Yeah. But I guess if you get enough of them, they're pretty dang smart. And if they're hell bent on ganking you out, then that's uh, that can be scary, I suppose. Uh, murder <laughs> of crows. Hello. Uh, yeah, they're all about murder. Yeah, so some surprise Stephen King hate on this pod, even though I love him and 
Well, we did get we did get um, uh, a promise that Ty uh, freaking T would listen to the rest of the year. So this would be a prime episode for him to rant and rave about our Stephen King hate. But alas, we know he's definitely not going to listen. That is true. But anyway, if you guys have some things that you've seen in a scary type movie that you were like, why is this isn't scary? This is dumb. Maybe it's every movie. That could be your answer. That's very reasonable. Let us know in the chat. Let us know on Instagram. Let us know via snail mail, and we will uh, hear you. We are here to listen and grow with you. All right, Shink. We did this yesterday, and again, it was just so good. But let's review week six in the LV Dynasty League. And we'll start off with the big matchup, the marquee one that we talked about at length, Brendan versus Ernie. We had Brendan as the upset of the week. We pegged him to win, but instead Eric pegged himself to be the winner and came out on top. He did come out on top. 30-point win uh, in the both two highest scores of the week, the two, two, top, two of the top three best teams in the league. Uh, you know, really come down to that Burrow Chase stack finally coming in uh, under the bright lights uh, to to wreak havoc. Uh, even though Brendan put up amazing points across the board, he did get a couple letdowns. Which I suppose, if you get normal scores out of them, it's a little bit closer. But it just appears no matter what would have happened this week, uh, Big Earn Eric E Fritz gets the win, remains undefeated. Uh, just we mentioned it before. If he was ever going to lose, especially against a matchup against um, uh, Brendan, then this would be the toppling week. But it, it didn't happen, and that just proves that his team is deep, is stacked, is solid, and performs when it needs to. Yeah. Again, we saw, like you mentioned, the Jamar Charo stack show up under the brightest of lights. They are two and zero in the past two matchups against the Mahomes Kelsey stack, both in prime time settings so yeah you know if if eric doesn't lose here i don't know when he plays uh weight again but we could be looking at a a run the table type situation now now that he's made it past brendan so again bad beat for brendan he put up a huge score like you mentioned second highest of the week but went up against the champ what can you do what can you do so that was that was the wrong upset of the week Let's go to the game that we called the blowout of the week. That was actually, that was also wrong. Wade over Doug only decided by 12 ish points. And Doug really could have pulled this one out. If he would actually have listened to the show and played my hope from last week, Chase Claypool. Boy, oh boy, Doug, will you ever learn your lesson? Listen to the scum and sneak show. We have the brightest and best insights uh, in the whole fantasy football community. You could have stolen one from old Gee Buttersnaps this week, but alas, he is still undefeated. Uh, he could have lost. Uh, we could be singing your praises right now, toppling one of the top big three and really uh, throwing a, a wrench uh, in in the, the rankings, but you didn't do it. Uh, learn your lesson next time. Uh, you know, you're not going to see 120 points out of out of Wade every week. Maybe this week, though. <laughs> Maybe. We'll get to that for sure. So, like we said, wrong on the blot of the week there. 
the real blowout was a little bit of a shock, I think. It was Hesse over Jimbo. Hesse with a 130, which was the fourth highest score of the week, so pretty good. But Jim really let down himself and all of his supporters, only putting up 77 points. Oh, gosh. Big Jimbo Jets what? were let down. Uh, Garrett uh, Wilson and Tyler Conklin have, have not been producing ever since Zach Wilson came back, so that's not fun. Maybe we should bring back uh, Flacco. But something you said yesterday that I'm going to repeat and steal from you is that besides the one big blow-up from Aaron Jones in week two, was it? He's been pretty pedestrian, pretty ho-hum. I think um, 12 in week five, 18 in week four isn't bad, but other than that, just like low scores, nothing that you're going to write home about, and nothing that Jim wanted to see after making a, a pretty big deal to trade for Aaron Jones. Yeah, you hit it right there at the end. Pretty big deal to trade for Aaron Jones. He is not returning that investment back to Jimbo. The last couple of weeks, we've been touting Jimbo to be a riser in rankings, to take down, to get some much-needed wins. Uh, but 77 this last week is no not even going to cut it against the lowly scum, sneak, T teams anymore. I don't know what's happened uh, I, I hope it, it changes and I hope for the best, but old Jumbo, what do you have to say for yourself, man? This is not the performance that we expect out of you, out of your team. Uh, Got to switch it up, making us look dumb over here. Yeah. When you think about it, there's only like, there's very few things that could make us look dumb. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. your priority in every week and setting lineups and trying to, you know, figure out what to do with your team and win and, and go forth in, in the, in the dynasty league is how is it going to reflect on scum sneak? That's true. We are that the lineup makers. Be at the forefront of your mind and everyone's mind when they're setting their lineups, when they're talking fantasy football, when they're, uh, you know, basically living their day-to-day lives is scum and sneak show needs to be there at the forefront. Uh, always a factor. In whatever you don't it want is. to, you don't want to be on the wrong side of the lineup makers of the championship makers. No, 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 no. So now we'll be forced to come off of the Jimbo train. Uh, maybe. And that's what he needs. He needs a little kick in the butt. Let's get back on the Smith Ben eight train. Cause he's on a little two game win streak after a tough start. Beat chase low scoring between them. One twenty one to one eleven. And both are sitting at two and four, but I don't think that's not necessarily bad with how the league's shaking out right now. I think there's, let me do a little count. There are four other teams sitting at two and four. So in that group, one of them is looking like they're primed to make, at least one of them is primed to make a run of the playoff spot. So you didn't lose too much ground um, on Chase's end after losing. But these two teams have underwhelmed. They need to do something to become that team that pushes for the playoffs. What that is, I don't know, but they need to do it. They need to do it. Uh, Benjamin 08, we've been screaming at 08 for weeks on weeks. He finally is putting it into gear, realizing that he cannot just rest upon the shoulders, the legs of Cooper Cup each and every week. Should be getting Jonathan Taylor back this week. He's on a he's on a little bit of a streak here, winning two, rising up on uh, you know in just 
general just rising up to up to the plate after we've been on him. So now it, it kind of begs the question is not only are we lineup makers, but are we mental mentally now like magically inside of the, of you guys whenever we really harp on you then you know after so long you have to you have to make a change and you have to switch it up and and go forth and listen so that is it i'm starting to wonder now if we even have big now that we're like you mentioned we're getting into like the, the end of october here we're in that spoop on them is scum and sneak show more than what we even thought Mm. Hmm. the answer is oh uh, yeah for sure uh, always big time yes hello speaking of big time how about a big time win for sneak inc uh, over what a tyler three and three currently sitting at our sixth spot currently in the playoffs sneak you cannot be held down i can't i think i mentioned it a couple weeks ago uh, what is fantasy football without sneaky guy in the mix? Mm-hmm. And apparently my team took that to heart and they decided to uh, go on a couple game winning streak here. I'm three and three. I'm currently sitting as the overall in sleeper, the sixth seed. So that's scary to look at when I, I go into the, you know, I've been riding off the team and looking forward to next year, but maybe I have to start to realize that my team is better than I thought Let's get good. Let's be good this year and then just be even better next year. I thought T was going to get the win, uh, but he did not. I did. And it's really starting to change my whole mental attitude towards my team this year uh, and just kind of the universe in and of itself. Yeah, that's the thing uh, about fantasy, right? Things change really quickly and you got to be able to move and adapt, you're talking about, you know, maybe changing course a little bit, not fully, but there's an opportunity here, right, to get in the playoffs mm-hmm. to maybe make some noise. You never know. Um, so, yeah, just so something to look out to all you sneak naysayers. You were wrong, and our boy is, is here. He's in the mix. Always naysaying. <laughs> Let's end with my matchup, which we don't have to talk about much because Dason beat me, as he should have. And um, good job, Dason, I guess. <laughs> I guess good job. We, uh, I'm still waiting for the, the time when he gets uh, some losses under his belt. Uh, maybe I'll have to put a, a midnight... October 31st hex on him. We'll have to get into the, uh, get ourselves in the old abandoned shack scum Mm. and see what we can conjure up. But uh, yes, you did lose. Uh, I thought you were going to maybe have a sneaky, sneaky win, but that's uh, a pipe dream these days. You uh, are firmly planted in where you are and what it is. Uh, that you're trying to do. And I guess good job, Dayson, for the win. I don't know if you listen or not, but uh, you should. <laughs> you definitely should. We, <laughs> we basically say good things about you, I think. Yeah, I just oh, want yeah. you to lose because I have your pick. True. And uh, uh, maybe he doesn't listen because we've just, we call him Dayson. What's his real name? Jason. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's not that far off. It's kind of like a cool Asian 
version of his name. Yeah. Yeah, it's like he's in a uh, K-pop uh, <laughs> group. <laughs> I, I would never have expected the words K-pop to come out of your mouth. That's amazing. Yeah, I know. Uh, Jack, uh, freaking Jack of all trades over here. You never know what old sneaky guy's going to uh, spit out. Too true. Actually, I shouldn't be surprised. You love Asians. I do. Long time team name. I love Asians. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, Christmas, huh? All right, guys, that's Tuesday. It's over. Let's take a quick break to hear from a sponsor, I guess. And then we'll get back into Wednesday. Today's episode was brought to you by The Turd Timer. Hey, husbands, boyfriends, and other poo-crastinators. Do you find yourself sitting down on the porcelain throne just to sit there for hours scrolling through your phone? Well, now, the makers of Squatty Potty introduce the Turd Timer. This nifty four-inch-tall hourglass timer was taken from your favorite board game. All you have to do is set it next to the toilet to remind you to sh- or get off the pot. Available literally anywhere children's games are sold. And we're back. Schneeg, welcome to Tanqueray Hopes the Dopes Wednesday. Oh, yes, it is Wednesday. This is the uh, Tanker Rank Wednesday show. Now, uh, speaking of tanks to rank, let me tell you about the best septic tank treatments. Oh, okay. I would love to hear this one. I'm going top five, and we're going to go, as always, from bottom to top. Number. Five is the Robic septic tank treatment. It's the most eco-friendly, Ooh. which gets it to number five. The Green Gobbler comes in at number four. Heavy-duty formula. Good to know if you have a big problem. The One Flush septic tank treatment comes at number three. It's the most easy to use out of all the ones that uh, I tried. The, the Green Gobbler Enzyme Pack, so it's related to the number four one, but that's the best bang for your buck, the most affordable, the quickest. But number one is the Green Pig Live Septic Tank Treatment Aid. Powerful, it's strong, it's just, you know, it's what you need if your tank needs a treatment, and sometimes your tank does need a treatment. I'm over here frantically taking notes. This is the kind of tank fact uh, I am built for. I love it. Uh, take it to heart, people, and uh, get your septic tank cleaner information uh, locked down. Thank you, scum. Uh, you know, I've, it's getting harder and harder every week to figure out something to talk about with tanks. But I did learn that, did you know that uh, in slang, Tank means to do poorly or decline rapidly <laughs> or to fail. I didn't, I've never heard that before about that word. Never heard of that. It's interesting when you kind of think about tank and the, the slang definition uh, and what, and kind of trying to find the correlation to fantasy football. I don't know if I can find the correlation to fantasy football, but I, I was trying to uh, just talk, you know, in, in terms of slang. That is what tank means in slang words <laughs> that's interesting huh well 
good to know. And I don't, maybe I'll use that in the future. I don't know. I just, I'll keep it in my back pocket, I suppose. So let's go into Waiver Wednesday. And, oh, it was a big waiver run in the OLV Dynasty League. Oh, eight, my gosh, dude. Eight I didn't new even waiver claims. So many. And we're going to start off with um, three three guys won, won bids. Um, but, they're you know, it was hot and heavy on the waiver, like I'm saying. So let's do Brendan, the do-nothing commish. Do nothing $8 for the Jets defense over the Vikings, but he's looking at that Jets Broncos matchup. Probably a, probably a good solid move. And then he also picked up I always get this wrong. Is it Jason Myers or Jackson Myers, the kicker? <laughs> anyway, Jay Myers dropping Robbie Gould. <laughs> and then Scum went on a little quarterback run. Strange. Yes, he did. Bailey Zappi. Jacoby Brissett, Taylor Heineke, Mitch Trubisky, all picked up for a range of $5 to $1. Gooch picked up Brett Maher, dropped Tyler Bass, and then he picked up Andy Dalton um, and dropped the Ravens. So he kind of got in on the quarterback fun. What you, what's your assessment of the whole big run this waiver Wednesday? This was a huge waiver Wednesday. I was shocked to see all the moves Uh, Money well spent, scum snatching up a bunch of quarterbacks. You never know who you're going to want to play. You never know. Following your lead, you know. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have at least five quarterbacks on your roster, you're definitely doing something wrong. Uh, So take a good, long, hard look at that, fellow listeners. Uh, I don't know if the Jets defense is going to do anything special for Brendan. I don't. I guess they've been pretty – they're pretty decent. They're a top-10 defense, but the Broncos 100% are going to be bouncing back and going to be throwing all over the Jets. So not the – I'm not too excited about that, but I've uh, – and then Gooch got in on the quarterback uh, play as well. Got to pick up a kicker because Bass is off. But, yeah, very well, – this is – I'm surprised that there was so many playable, startable – type waivers to be grabbed <laughs> as was i let me tell you but also i do think um i'm saying this obviously because it was my waiver pickup but also because i like kind of believe this i like bailey zappy he seems like he's good and he's been good for that offense right like mac jones was good last year too as a rookie he was fine but there was also that game where he threw like three times right so they never or I feel like if he didn't have, or I guess my point is, seems like Zappy might have a higher passing ceiling than Mac Jones did. Maybe Mac Jones is like a safer play. Maybe when he gets healthy, they will entrust him to run the offense um, and just not make as many mistakes. But the numbers for Zappy are good. And with Taekwon back, you know, kind of with a sneaky amount of like decent weapons, like, Maybe uh maybe he holds on to that job. I don't know. So I like that move and I'm saying Bailey Zappy, scum and sneak waiver pickup of the week. I I can second that. I agree with you what I'm seeing out of him as well. He's been fun, he's been a spark of life. Maybe the Patriots just need to get a rookie quarterback every year. Mm. Maybe that's their thing. Maybe that's their new thing. They need to be like a theme team where they just get a new rookie quarterback every every year. Better than them like getting bad rookie receivers yeah and now i'm not counting taekwon i know i got heat 
saying he was bad. He scored two touchdowns this week. Holy moly. But everyone before that, terrible that they picked. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. All right, Shane, let's get into the ranks. And as always, we're going to go from bottom to top. Number 12, Scum, staying there where he's always been. Same thing with number 11, Big T, sitting there with me. Number 10 is Jimbo, dropping a little bit after the low score uh, and the loss. Number 9 is Gooch. Number 8, the big, big riser of the week, Sneak Guy, who people could argue he should be higher after making the playoff picture. Number 7 is SmithBen08. Number 6 is Doug. 5 is Dason. 4 is Hesse. Number three, definitively now for his first loss, is Brendan. Wade solidifies his single stranglehold on number two and staying at number one, Ernie Fritz. So, yeah, not much changes really. Eric's at the top. Me and T are still bottom buddies, and I think we're going to stay bottom buddies for a while now. I think that's pretty much locked up. A little bit of movement there at the bottom. You and Ben move up. Um, you, again, because of the three wins. Ben, because now that he's not winless, we can start giving him credit because of the like disappointing teams. We feel like his roster is still the best. He still has Cooper Cup. He still has Jonathan Taylor, who should bounce back. But otherwise, everything else is basically the same or what we expected. Would you agree with that? I would agree. Uh the top and the bottom, the middle is, I was trying to hope that the middle wouldn't be so uh, congested as it was in past, but I don't like myself rising. Bottom buddies are going to be bottom buddies for a while. Uh, It's going to be come down to the Jimbo Gooch 08 Doug teams. And that's just the reality of this league. Uh, Like we mentioned uh, Earn is going to stay up at the top unless he ever loses. Brendan, yeah, he lost. He lost to number one, still put up a really good score. And I think he's been either between that two and three, three and two spot for a while. So really not, like you said, nothing's really changing there, which leads me to believe and kind of what you said, we're, we're locked into where, we, where we're going to be for a while unless one of these teams really does something to change up their trajectory, change up their team, and really go for it. Because if not, then every week is going to pretty much be as it has been, and we're just going to seamlessly kind of waltz into the playoffs with, uh, you know, kind of, you know, maybe one or two teams swapping towards the end. But, yeah, nothing real different there. Hesse and Jason, what do you think – there's not a lot of separation between those two um, in our in our votes in our ranks. So, what what is the separator for you between those two teams? Because they're, I think, they're the clear next tier after the big three, and then maybe you could throw a, a you or Doug and Ben in there, but I don't think so. I think it's pretty much those two, and then the last group that's fighting for a playoff spot. So, Hesse and Jason, spend some time on them for me. Yeah, it's going to come down to the running backs, and I give I give the advantage to Hesse with Elliott and Dalvin. Elliott seems to be uh, locked into that 
high teen, consistent every week. Uh, we know we got Dalvin off this week and kind of um, had a dud of a week last week. But in terms, it, in my opinion, it's going to be the running back play. If Hesse continues to be consistent with his running backs, uh, then that's going to put him above Dayson because Dayson's running backs, in my opinion, are, are a lot shakier. Uh, the James Robinson, I mean, Ramondre Stevenson, it was good last week. Is he going to remain good and stay the starter even when Damian Harris comes back? Does he struggle with who to play, Damian Harris or uh, Ramondre? Because his backup running backs, his bench running backs, are, are nothing uh, exciting at all. Uh, Swift is back, so I expect, you know, after the uh, couple-week break that Jamal Williams, I think, takes starts to take more of a backseat as the season goes on with Swift. I think receiving-wise and quarterback-wise, they're, they're fairly even, so it's going to be running backs with them, and and that's my difference maker there, and I give this the advantage to Hess. All right. I dig it. We'll see how that comes out. You mentioned, oh, I won't get too ahead. Um, into the matchups, we'll say that for tomorrow. But as he does have a running back edge for starters, depth wise, though, looking shaky. We'll, we'll talk about that tomorrow. All right, Shink, let's get into hopes and dopes. Uh, review from last week, a good week from Scum. I had the Chase Claypool hope, uh, big game, scored a touchdown, absolute banger of a call. Bravo. And then I had the double dope call of Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton, and both did dope out um, on Monday night. So nice one for me. We'll only count it as two, even though double dope should be, you know, extra, but whatever. Oh, definitely should be extra. You hit them all way out of the park. Very, very fun when you come up full aces on that. You hit your hope with Big Brian, had the touchdown on Thursday night. Super playable and looking good for the for the future. Missed on your dope of Josh Allen, unfortunately, but you were going bold, going big. Um, I don't know if he'll ever dope this season because he is so good. But um, oh gosh, at first it was looking like it might happen because that game started off kind of slow for the uh, for the Bills. But we're we're going to move forward from that. Still looking good on the season for you, six and six, still staying afloat. I get a slight boost over five hundred, just being seven and five after a good week. But what do you have for us this week? My hope this week, it falls on T team, the mm. T team, T's team, Nashville, USA. Because My I'm, bottom buddy. Bottom buddy, because we're, we're hoping that an 0-6 can take down a 6-0. and But my hope is, I'm just going to go, I'm just going to say that it's Aaron Rodgers this week. Okay, a little bit of bounce back. Bounce back. He hasn't gone over like 20-something points this, this year so far, uh, but it appears that uh, Wade will not be playing a quarterback this week. Uh, so I the advantage quarterback goes to T-team. Aaron Rodgers is my hope to have an absolute massive week on the road in Washington. Their defense is terrible. I expect him to throw for multiple touchdowns and crack that 30 spot, which will – help in T's efforts. My dope this week is going to be, oh, is it going to be on your team, Scum? What? <laughs> and I know you've been all, you're just, you love him. 
and you love him and you love him, but it is Rondell Moore. No way. <laughs> Just because I got to throw you some, I got to get, I got to try to, uh, you know, divvy up my hopes and dopes to everybody. I feel like I haven't been on you in a while. <laughs> Pun intended. Uh, but uh, against the Saints, uh, Hopkins is back. I expect Kyler Murray to absolutely 100% zone in on, on Hopkins, probably for about the tune of 20 targets. Uh, oh, Rondell will be absolutely forgotten. Uh, so you're, I'm expecting you to get about uh, 1.6 points from him this week. Ugh. Well, I mean, actually, that's fine with me. But yeah. rude. Um, rude. But also, I'm not... Well, first, let me talk about your hope call. And um, you mentioned it, but yeah, the commander defense is Lee E. Gee. And I feel like Aaron Rodgers, usually, if he hits a little tough string like he has, he'll figure it out, at least for one game, have a bounce back. So uh, I think he'll do just fine, like you said, probably throw for three touchdowns at least um, and be a good hope call and maybe lead Big T's team to the upset overweight, which would be hilarious it would be insane and then the rondale dope call i'm going to talk about here because my dope call is kyler murray on doug's team (laughs) so it makes sense Um, so it makes perfect sense really saints d is typically pretty good they've given up a few high point totals lately but really this is a knock against kyler murray's preparation because it's a short week so we know I mean, like, the whole homework clause in his contract was there for a reason, right? I know it caused a big stir, but even the team knows that he is not devoting time to prep for these games. So with a short week, like, I don't think he's going to be ready. And it's also a Call of Duty week where they give double experience points. So he is just playing Call of Duty right now as we speak, not even getting ready for this game. I'm going to say throw us for a touchdown but also throws a pick and fumbles on one of the sacks that he's going to take. Not that much rushing and just a bad game for the Cardinals on Thursday night. Dude, what research with the, with the call of duty pull from whatever it is, double duty points or whatever you said, that is hilarious. And then my hope call. Another reason you were rude is because my hope call is from your team Aww. from the same game and a big surprise. It's Chris Olave. Ooh, in the what? I love that. What? Um, he's back. You hate that guy. I did kind of hate him, but for the record, I still had him as the my fourth like ranked rookie wide receiver. Like I didn't like think he was going to be terrible, but he's been he has been good. He's been better than I thought. I do think just to give him kind of a backhanded compliment. I do think part of that is because Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry have missed so much time. So he's been the only target, right? To his credit, he has performed well. Mm -hmm. But this Thursday night, he's going to be the only target again. They ruled out Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry. So Chris Olave being back to the number one, being back to getting those deep shots, he'll probably come down with one against an also bad, what's their team, the Cardinals secondary. So um hope call for olave both my calls are going to be on thursday night so we're going to know um very soon how i did on the week yeah maybe i'll start doing that so i can keep better track of it that's uh i love that call uh thank you my friend i do love chris olave i knew you were a detractor on him 
uh, earlier in the season, but he does appear to be pretty good and the only option there uh, because of the injuries. So I will take it. All right. I think that's all we do on Wednesdays and Tuesdays. Uh, it's been a very confusing couple of weeks for us, Shink. Let me let me just be honest with you and our listeners. Yeah, that's it's taken us me longer to kind of understand and remember what it is that we <laughs> do here. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, but I think it's it's going to work itself out, and everyone seems to be loving it. So I'm just well, going to rest on that. We'll work on the kinks. We always work on the kinks, right, Shank, you and I? Oh, yeah. Always working on the kinks constantly. So don't worry, guys. We'll keep you tied down. We'll keep you um, tickled. And <laughs> tickled. Uh, hopefully uh, we'll be back tomorrow to do the matchups. Hopefully. You never know with us where we're going to be, when we're going to be or why we're going to be. But what remains the same is we kind of love you. All right, fellas. See you tomorrow. Bye. recording this time oh my word